1: Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining in today, which is April 29th, 2020. We have a returning guest with us, Dr. Robert Weil, and we're very excited to have him aboard today. He's usually busy on his own podcast show called The Sports Doctor. So welcome, Robert. How are you today?
2: Hey, Denise, it's great to be back with you, and I do it also, so I uh, kudos for, with live radio. It's always an adventure uh, in I one really regard is. or another, but yes, uh, uh, since I've seen you, there's a lot of exciting things happen. Again, I'm a sports podiatrist, and I'm always dealing with the foot and the foot's relationship to the rest of the body, but... My show, The Sports Doctor, involves everything from concussions to nutrition to holistic medicine to all sorts of things. And uh, one of my most exciting new projects as we speak is called Hey Sports Parents, The Sports Doctor's In." And I put together a team of 20 experts in so many different areas in order to help uh, answer questions and, and try to find the best move forward for uh, the challenge of youth sports because there's so much overuse and so many injuries and so many problems. This is not news to a lot of people. Youth sports is a big business, and I'm very excited uh, about that, and I'm glad to be back with you. I'm trying to remember when it was. It's got, what, a year, year and a half ago, something like that?
1: I think so, could have maybe been two. We've been around uh, going on six or seven years, so but I do know you come back you quite wanna often.
2: Hear, you want to hear something funny denise Yes.
1: i'm
2: I'm, I'm really um I'm in my thirty fifth year being on the radio in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. Uh, uh. I still really, really enjoy it. I find you know. Uh, Being a uh, part of the whole world of education is a big deal. But, yes, I've done it for decades, and uh, I think I've had a 1,000 guests in one area of expertise or another. And uh, so, you know, radio is still an exciting uh, venue. And um, you do a show every day, right?
1: No, just on Wednesdays.
2: Okay, you and me both. On Wednesday, you're you're a once-a-weeker, like me. yes.
1: Uh, yes.
2: Well, yes. Well, Denise, I think
1: we we're, we this, can really do um, a good quality show when you just do it one one day a week.
2: I hear you. Well, the sports doctor's in Denise. How could I help you? <laughs>
1: uh, How could I help you? Yeah, get us out of our out of our houses, out of our.
2: <laughs> I hear you. Well, everybody, you know, one of the biggest areas of uh, anti-stress and trying to somehow clear your mind if if you can walk and if you could be active, uh, do indoor exercise, it's hard to be aggravated. It's almost impossible to be pissed off, pardon my French, or aggravated when you're exercising. So this is a great time to burn off some energy and do the best we can and hope that um, somehow we can get back to some Sort of, uh, of normalcy. This is a nightmare.
0: hmm
1: I was visiting with my um, sister today. Of course, we're doing our distancing, right? And um, she's a physical trainer for um, a community college where she puts on classes, and everything is on Zoom now. Classes yes. are on Zoom. Even her private. The world client, has realized
2: you could do yes. The world has realized you could do almost everything we do online, uh, in, mm-hmm. in one way or another. And, and the, I have a lot of physical trainers on as guests, one regard or another, athletic trainers and, and uh, uh, sports performance people. And of course, one-on-one and the physical side of things is a, a real, uh, challenge when it comes to, you know, when is it going to be safe to have people show up in a class? And the answer is we don't know hopefully mm-hmm. by some time in the summer but yes the tremendous virtual uh you know my grandkids and they're all you know at home and they're doing online and um, I'm wondering whether my granddaughter will be going to college or not mm. This from oh, at University of Illinois right oh, Are the colleges going would you send your daughter to a dorm um <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a huge it, it, it's a huge challenge, and the, uh, but you know, the area, again, uh, youth sports will be back. They're always going to be a big deal. Um, your show, your letters, all about feeling good uh, and living well, as well as we can. And sometimes we'll see that being in the best shoe for you is a great start when it comes to just some of those facts when we start talking of uh, podiatry. And one of the most important things I could share with your audience is if you have a persistent lower extremity problem, your backs always bothers you, your knees are a problem, your feet, heels, etc. If it's persistent, you really want to look at the mechanics of the feet. Use orthotics very successfully for all parts of the body. And it's still sometimes a secret when we see uh, these situations, the feet don't have to hurt. Half the girls I've seen over the decades, half the women are knee trouble. Like the song, Denise, the foot bones connected to the ankle bones, connected (laughs) to the knee bone. This is absolutely on the money. Mm -hmm. Uh, The foot affects everything else. And whether you're looking to be two steps faster whether you're looking to have better balance, you might recall, I'm celebrating my 10th anniversary since the young boy who grew up here in Naperville, Illinois, Evan Lysacek, uh, became in the 2010 men's Olympic figure skating gold medalist. I put orthotics in the skates when he was 10 years old and 12 years later, he was the best in the world. Uh, Mm. So I I can't believe it's been 10 years. And uh, but again, we will be talking about alignment and balance and and posture. So for all of your listeners who want to stay active and want to be as injury free as possible, then looking and including you, especially if you've had a history of trouble because foot types inherited, gee, you know, this daughter has bunions and hammer toes just like her mother and grandmother. Probably 75% of the time, gee, the kid's got high arches, just like his father and his, uh, his grandfather. Uh, hey, he's bow-legged, just like his dad. So many times these things are inherited, and when we're talking to parents of youngsters who might be taking their sports seriously, uh, or we're talking to you who wants to be able to walk every day and, you know, your knees are bothering you or other things are bothering you, then you want to include podiatry in the mix, who could counsel you on um, what's the best shoe. One of the most popular articles on my website, (laughs) uh, Denise, is Women in High Heels Accepting the Challenge. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Where we talk about uh, dress shoes and that whole uh, challenge and the challenges of heels and those kinds of things. So uh, those are the kinds of things we would ask you Again, because you, if you want to be active, you want to play golf, you want to be walking, maybe you're a jogger, uh, and you want to try to stay out of trouble. Or uh, we've had all sorts of uh, foot problems. And, um, you know, here's a statistic. for hey, 50% of us aren't even fit properly, Denise, when it comes to Gee. our sport shoes. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is a crazy. A lot of it's
2: width. A lot of it is with oriented and also, you know, I think that I'm the same size I was in college, you know, nine and a half. And I find out that in a walking shoe, I'm 10 and a half, for example, Mm -hmm. or you've had children and you definitely now are in a different size shoe uh, to say the very least. And once we start getting active, uh, then sometimes these factors, Um, I can't believe it. I used to make fun of Dr. Scholl's for years, but you know, the commercials on TV. Yeah, sure. The commercials on TV are where it's at. There's a woman running up the stairs and they're saying, Hey, her knees, her back, you know, inserts. So uh, this is something we pay a lot of uh, attention to for a general wellness fitness audience. And we want to try to share some pearls on trying to prevent um, what we call overuse injuries, um, which are different than an acute injury. Like you stepped in a hole and you turned your ankle. That's an acute injury. Ow, I got hurt. Overuse injuries. A lot of times, you know, Dr. Well, I don't remember when my knees started hurting me, you know, jogging two, three times a week, it just came on. Uh, And these are the kinds of things that we like to share with people who, um, still as best we can. The best medicine is eat smarter and keep moving,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what type of uh, issues do you find with individuals that have flat feet?
2: Uh, you know, you could be a champion with flat feet. It's not a deformity. But 80% of the problems that I see, whether the arch, because it's always stretching, The plantar fascia is the big band on the bottom of the feet. Plantar fasciitis, almost everybody's heard that, is the most common thing we see in active people. Inflammation, soreness of that band that goes from the toes to the heel. And the flat foot many times puts excessive pressure on that area every step you take. Uh, And so the feet itself can hurt. And a lot of times we see it very early, four or five-year-olds. You know, the kid always wants to be carried. They think it's growing pains and he's inherited his father's or his mother's excessive pronated feet. And the word pronation, a lot of people have heard, it's the ball and socket like motion flattening of the foot that starts mm-hmm. when you land on your heel, it absorbs impact. It lets you shape to the ground. Also flat feet. We see plenty because the foot rotates, flattens out the lower leg rotates inward excessively so we might see twisting of the knees we might see gee the kids always got shin splints you know that kind of abuse um we might also see also sorts the back trouble because we're hitting the ground with not good shock absorption so a lot of times we pay attention the earlier the better uh when we see flat feet even if they don't hurt In order to try to make a difference, it's like a foundation of a building uh, that if it's slightly off, things above have trouble. So even though flat foot is not a medical term by any means, in general, it's
1: problematic. Was there ever a time, I mean, like way back when the armed services wouldn't take men with flat feet? Yes. Yes.
2: Like, now today what? they don't take them if they're, ob- if they're obese. Well, because there, were, there was a term called March Fracture. And March Fracture was, you know, these recruits and these new uh, intra- infantrymen mm-hmm. who all of a sudden are in training. They're walking 20 miles a day. And right. they start to see all sorts of problems. Uh, maybe, and again, a stress fracture is not like you broke the bone in half. It's like the bone is getting abused, 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 and it starts to give out. A little bit and they noticed that of course that uh flat-footed individual was more susceptible and then they went five times overboard you know with the idea that flat feet was a deferment but as a rule they meant well as far sure. in that regard
1: interesting i was just wondering about that thanks for answering that question you're welcome <laughs> uh What, am I
2: making you think of questions? Go ahead.
1: You are. It almost sounds like just about everybody could benefit from some form of, in their shoes. uh, Bingo. Because nobody's feet are perfect, and the manufacturers of shoes. Well, there's
2: a difference, yes. There's, there's shoes are wearing apparel. There are certain size, a certain measurements. They have nothing to do with the mechanical joint movements of the feet and ankles. So mm-hmm. when done properly, an orthotic, that's a prescription, whether it's putting a figure skate or putting a golf shoe or putting your grandmother's walking shoes, my experience over four decades, it's almost always a step up and it's helpful. When we yeah. start throwing into the mix, all of these over the counter and Dr. shows, you know, you walk into Walgreens and there's five walls of shoe and you know, yeah. and, and, and it's become big business as a rule. We find support is helpful. So that's why people can't go wrong, especially if they've had a history of lower extremity concerns. They should consult with podiatry and find out. I hear all the time, and it's a great uh, point you made, Denise. Parents would ask all the time and or athletes would ask all the time, do I or do my kids need orthotics? Good question. I'd say, Hmm. why don't you... Ask whether they benefit, which is what you just mentioned. And that's a big deal. But being done properly uh, because they become so common is a lot of times we'll see people say, you know, I had inserts. I hated them. They weren't comfortable. I still see and talk to skaters today, other athletes, that I put in orthotics 25 years ago. And they're still wearing them. Uh, that, was, that was going they, to
1: be my next question. Do they, do they last through you know 20 years
2: depends on the material i like the flexible polypropylene unbreakable plastics whether you're running 10 miles a day or whether you're a grandmother that might have a soft cover it might be very flexible but i'll tell you and and it was the so these kinds of materials can last sometimes a decade or two i'll tell you a funny story i'm seeing a volleyball coach in the office She's a gal. She's been wearing our orthotics maybe six, seven years, and I hadn't seen her in months. She was coming in to touch base, and she said, you know, my sister's here. She's an old patient of yours. I said, really? Look, have her come in and say hello, and, and Martha comes in says hi, and she says, hey, she takes her sneaker off.
1: She's a woman <laughs> of about 50.
2: Yeah. Her, her orthotic says Dr. Wilde, 1979. Oh, On my gosh. <laughs> Forty. She she as a high school sophomore, we put orthotics in her shoes because of her persistent shin splints, shin problem, shin pain. And a hundred years later, I I laughed. I said to her, I said, number one, this really shows sometimes the science uh, that I might be bragging about in the world of figure skating regarding preciseness mm-hmm. and the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. I said, but number two, it explains why I can never make any money because <laughs> you know. The the freaking things never wear out. Um, Mm -hmm. But for the most part, um, you can with these kinds of, and you can use a very uh, slender, the same kind of insert orthotic that would go in a figure skate is similar to the same kind of orthotic that we would put in a woman's one inch heel or one and a half inch heel, a very slender, slim device, uh, much better than nothing because woman is not going to wear her sneakers all day, not in a million years. Uh, So, uh, but the the concept in English is is one done properly, orthotics help alignment and they help efficiency. So if someone has arthritis in their feet or knees and these kinds of things, you know, orthotics not going to cure arthritis, but if you're in a better position, uh, a lot of times you will, you will do better. And we combine the orthotic stuff with strengthening, with, let's say, physical therapy, maybe a personal trainer, uh, depending on the person's activity, what their level is. You know, if someone's playing tennis a few days a week. They better be at the gym. They never hold up, you know, as, as they're getting older. Right. Or if you're a jogger right. uh, and we start to see. Uh, and these were things. I had a guest on my show. This is going to excite a couple of weeks ago. Her name is Lisa Lindahl. And Lisa Lindahl, in 1973, Denise invented the sports bra. Wow. <laughs> Back in the running boom in 1973, the sports bra is now in the Smithsonian Institute. Oh, my God. And she, Yes. She's in the Hall of Fame. And she became a champion of women's rights and all of these things. Uh, which was incredible when she invented that, because as a runner, she was so uncomfortable. Whatever uh, she she had talked about uh, the challenges of in the sports market, there wasn't one woman's piece of equipment for nothing back in 1973. God. So hey. the fitness the fitness boom and the running boom and all that stuff. Uh, I I really. Uh, I got when I got heard from her agent and she wrote a book called Unleash the Girls because she's a champion of all sorts of women's rights and it started with the sports bra. It's like uh, just a uh
1: oh, that's a great story. Shows
2: you the kind of guests I have.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really a great story. Yeah, I ended up getting them in my early twenties because I was a runner and I ha- was starting to have some knee issue. And I still have mine.
2: Yes, and a lot of times we see, you're a great example, even serious knee injuries, Denise, the ACL tears are still five or six to one, female to male, girls to boys. Mm. And for years, we would argue <clears throat> that the wider hips and a different angle, it's called the Q angle, a different angle down to the knee. <clears throat> uh, people imagining a woman standing next to a man, difference in the hip width, different torque, twisting at the knee. And we would see that, boy, oh, boy, the foot mechanics was very important with these knee problems. And you were, as an example, uh, as a runner, but a lot of these materials which are, you know, people would say, is it a hard material or is it a soft material? Good question. But is a better question as we talk about flexible compared to rigid. So today, I really, really prefer a flexible orthotic, might not last forever, but it could be good for a decade or two of of consistent use. Growing kids, we have to pay attention maybe every year and a half to two years until they're 14 or 15 years old. But again, the addition of the physical therapist who's helping you strengthen or the trainer, who's working with your son or daughter, showing them how to use, let's say, rubber bands to strengthen their feet and ankles and show them how to balance, do some of this other stuff uh, like uh, uh, balance boards and, and mini-tram balancing. Uh, we've, balance is a big deal today in all sorts of strengthening.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I definitely can believe that.
2: Anything that has to do with pounding. And I think I still have a slide of John McEnroe when he came to see us, in 1980 hit by Bob Guy, the famous kinesiotherapist. So many athletes came to see him. And cause I was associated with him, I'd get a chance to put orthotics in somebody's shoes, but he would, he called it instability training and he worked with a lot of long distance runners as well as competitive runners. And again, he, he was trying to get them stronger uh, and this started about 1977, the early 80s. And then runners didn't get these strength trained. Uh, they, they were, were, were uh, dramatically against it. So we've come a long way, baby, in adding strengthening, almost regardless of what your activity is.
1: Yes, it's so true. A lot of athletes have a lot of different types of coaches for different aspects of their bodies.
2: That's the whole idea, one of them, behind hash, uh, Hey Sports Parents and Sports Doctors in is all of these referrals and references that I might be able to recommend to a parent who called me who has questions about their sons and daughters' nutrition or has questions about their mental training or who has questions about their coaching Um uh, <clears throat> Uh, You know, there's so many different aspects that go into a team sometimes that makes a champion or that goes into, you know, uh, uh, just trying to uh, stay out of trouble injury-wise because one of the biggest areas in psychology, sports psychology today, Denise, is athletes coming back from an injury and it ain't going so well and it ain't going fast enough and etc. Yeah. the pressure. Um, and, you know, one day we woke up in a nightmare of pain pills, mm-hmm. which is really, really what's, what's been going on. And, and the, um, one of the hot chapters in my book is called Youth Sports and Drugs because a lot of the kids I would see who were serious by 14, 15, 16 years old in their sport, high school, junior high school, half of them were living on over-the-counter pain medicine to, to show up. Because oh, of no. overuse and, and and because too much, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, this becomes um, you know a a very very important topic you know when we're trying to deal with uh, what a gigantic business uh, youth sports has become and you know it's amazing like with your show the health show and um, all of this attention to health and wellness forgetting what we're going through over these past two months. And yet, what I used to talk about 20 years ago, for example, childhood obesity, we're no better now than we were then. I know. Uh, and obesity, we're no better now than we were then. And it's pretty extraordinary, uh, you know, because every other commercial you see, if it's not a drug commercial on our TV in the United States, it's a diet um, commercial. Mm -hmm. It's such gigantic business, and um, again, with a gym on every corner, it seems, or a physical therapy group on every corner, and so much activity, right, information, 10 radio shows, and if you look at statistics, uh, and it'll bury us, and we're seeing the effect in this virus with obesity related that those underlying conditions is is a nightmare. So the challenge remains to um, try to uh, uh, pay as much attention as we can uh, to some of these things that make sense in the areas of whether it's sports medicine or whether it's fitness, whether it's wellness. Those are the three monikers that go into my show, The Sports Doctor.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a great show. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add? any other information that our listeners might enjoy? Well again, I would go
2: back to, you know, the paying attention to your history or your son or daughter's history who plays sports to pay attention. If we see we've had, gee, you know, my son's had problems with his ankles almost every year during football season and et cetera, which is to start paying attention uh, to finding out what's going on, what is, what's his uh, foot mechanics and his body type.
1: Mm-hmm. And many
2: mm-hmm. times consulting a good physical therapist is just very, very smart. So you really want to uh, you know, pay big attention to the history that you might have, and you just don't want to um, get swept under by uh, all this negativity. It's, it's uh, very, very difficult. So, you know, as we speak, I have a couple of anniversaries that I had shared with you. I have, this is two years since I co authored the book, hashtag Parents, with uh, volleyball Hall of Famer Sharkey Zartman. And it's one year to the day that I got inducted into this incredible National Fitness Hall of Fame with the Arnold Schwarzenegger's and Jack LaLanne and some of these great authors. And uh, I'm still celebrating today.
1: Oh, you should. I mean, that is an yes. incredible let me give you listeners where they could. Incredible let me give you
2: listeners where they. Let me give you listeners where they could find me or some information. Yes, if, if you go, if you go to sportsdoctorradio.com, mm-hmm. you could find out everything. You could go to radio shows. You could go to newspaper articles. You could find out. at my show, the Sports Doctor, I'm a Wednesday. Like Denise is, I'm <laughs> three o'clock Central Time bbs radio slash the sports doctor and any of these parents out there you want to find out about hey sports parents go to the sports doctor dot online and denise thank you so thank much you. it's great being back with you oh loved it. Stay, loved it stay safe absolutely and let me know you're a busy lady i remember it's so why i got messed up i we must have scheduled this three months ago You know, you are um, uh, very, very busy and very successful. So congratulations.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Robert Weil. I'm sure we'll speak again.
2: Yes. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: That wraps up our show for today. Great information great person. Please uh, listen to us again next Wednesday. We'll have another wonderful, informative guest for you. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?